Come on down to the standard. 14 Northeast 22nd. 14 Northeast 22nd. Northeast Portland. Conveniently in America. Perfect. guys it's me alex you may know that because you're listening to a show called the alex cast and well frankly it's a combination of two words one is ale like i drink a lot of ale two of those x's is representational of those old jugs you'd see on looney tunes cartoons to reference moonshine and then the word cast because i'm an avid fisherman thus you are listening to the alex cast welcome bienvenue willkommen Tonight, I have a very special episode, sort of. I have called out to you over the past couple weeks on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, begging my friends via text message, and begging my friends via Facebook Messenger, to, and my friends, my friends that listen to the show, I should be very clear about that, to join in and have an episode based purely for you guys. I want to have a listener episode, everything your topics and content that were provided by you, my lovely, lovely listeners. And we got some of that. And I'm going to try to share it with you as best I can using all the skills I've learned in the coming on four years of the AlexCast. Which, by the way, is one of the more horrific statements I can ever say out loud that I've been doing this crap for four years. Um, there has been an Olympics of AlexCast. And I'm exactly where I started. Well, no, let's see, I'm probably three-quarters to a mile away from where I started. Um, now I have a studio. Oh, no, I'm pretty... Actually, I'm miles away from where I started. Now I think about it. I started with a Radio Shack microphone and a pair of shitty headphones in an apartment on Pine Street in Portland, Oregon, living with a roommate. And that moved through iterations to me moving out on my own, partially because of the show, to have a room to myself so I could record anytime I want without having to worry about ambient noise from roommates. Little did I know I'd move into a, an ancient house with creaky floors and a neighbor that often walks like she weighs 608 pounds, even though she weighs probably a buck thirty. Um, yes, so now I have the echo chamber, a room with the creepy door, which I never close, but I assure you it creaks. You can just ask random people that happen to be on Skype with me when I close the door, forgetting about that fact, and makes a shitload of noise and I feel terrible. That didn't make a lot of sense to all of you, but I assure you, one person was terrifically abused. So yes, I have a studio space. I have a mixing board. There's currently three microphones plugged into it, two of which are turned off. I have a computer plugged into it, which was purchased with listener donations. And yes, we have the AlexCast. I'm sponsored by a bar in town called The Standard. At some point, I'm going to do an ad for them. During that ad, I'm going to reference that it's facebook.com slash thestandardpdx and that they're available at 14 Northeast 22nd. This is not actually the ad. I'm just saying that. So in four years, I moved from a crappy Radio Shack microphone to 
something that vaguely resembles a proper studio. I can broadcast live-ish. Oftentimes it works, oftentimes it doesn't. I have had various strange people on the show. I've done a crap load of solo episodes, and I have met a pretty huge amount of very interesting and wonderful people through this very odd, very, very nonsensical show. I like the theme that has developed on, I think it was on iTunes comments, which by the way, if you have an iTunes account, feel free to leave a comment um, if you like the show. If you don't, you know, don't do that because I would cry. But, you know, if you want to leave five stars, I would like that. But there's a fun thread going between that and Stitcher comments and just random things that for this show to make sense is you have to listen to three full episodes and make sure that the description on them uh, is episodes of a different quality. Like, find one that says tarot, find one that says dick jokes, and then find one that says something about politics or something. And that you might get the vibe of the show. And the fact that I have enough of you hanging around this incredibly hodgepodge weird collection of nonsense that you literally have to sit for three hours of your life before you get that handle on, it's kind of gratifying that I do have the amount of you that listen every week. I want to start doing this more often. I don't know if I'm going to do it more often because... Well, it's hard to get you guys to talk, and I get that. I don't really communicate with podcasts I uh, listen to, so I don't know why I come down so hard on you. It's mostly because I'm, you know, I'm really lonely, and I just want you to talk to me. But beyond that, I was thinking it's not going to happen every month because it's just it's putting too much stress on the audience. But you know, I want to have the you know perennial. Is that a word? I mean, I know that's a word. I don't think that is the word I want. Um, quarterly. Quarterly, that's a word. I don't even want that to be the amount of time between episodes, but I'm going to say quarterly because it's a word that I recognize as a valid English one. So, in the future, you can find me at alexcast at gmail.com. Always spell Alex with two X's because, you know, the other way wouldn't work. And then you'd probably be writing some guy named, like, Alex Castiganos, and you would have no idea why you're getting messages about the you know, occult symbolism and tarot cards and why the Masons designed Washington, D.C. that way. So, alexcast at gmail.com, write me letters. Um, if you want to have advice given, uh, that's what I really like to do, have an advice show, because I find it fun. One, it's rather amusing to um, be playful with it, but it's also fun to give like legitimate advice. I've had quite a few of you that have had help from me over the years. Um, had some people come to me in desperate times over Twitter, and I've got to play uh, amateur therapist. And it has been gratifying to me, and I know it's been helpful to a few of you, because you've reached out and said that. Um, the ones that reached out and said that, I'm obviously not going to be quoting you on the show, because that would be kind of terrible. You know, oh, and this listener writes in, hey, Alex, I'm thinking about killing myself. What should I do? I'm crying so much it hurts. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be reading that on the show. Uh, I will, however, say that if you're thinking that, you should call some kind of counseling, like a, like a suicide prevention line, and talk to them. However, if you're the type of person that would listen to my show, I understand your thinking, and, well, you know how to find me. Alexcast at gmail.com. You can also call in 503-468-6959. We have a few call-ins this episode, which I'm very excited to play for you. I've not listened to any of them, which maybe was a mistake, but... Continuing the tradition of the AlexCast going on nearly four years, I'm not going to show prep. I printed out four emails on on pieces of paper from work, because I don't have a printer here. And I downloaded a couple of files, maybe in upwards of three, so the word couple does fall to pieces. That's, that's a lot of show prep, given the nature and the quality of the show, where generally it's either dick jokes or intense philosophy. 
Tonight, I would like to combine both of those. Tonight, I would like to suck the dick of God. Audio-wise. Tonight, my throat will be bathed like mana from heaven in the semen of Christ. Amen. So, why don't we start the show with... Let's go... What do you want to listen? Let's go with a voicemail. This is a voicemail from... Oh, let's start from the bottom, because this is the first... Wait, the second person I called in? Um, yeah, let's start here. So, this is from our friend Mike of the Whatcast. And I was going to... He, he gives a plug for his website in here, and it's going to jokingly put bleeps over it. Uh, because, well, I mean, frankly, I don't really like being used because my show has more listeners, and then you just so callously pretend that you care and then use it for a plug. Uh, but then I also realized that that would involve editing. So let's play two minutes of Mike talking. Hey, Alex. It's Mike from the WhatCast. And I uh, just wanted to call and uh, participate in this listener call-in, write-in thing that you've got going on. And, uh, you know, since I talk to you regularly, I don't really have any questions for you. So, hey, how you doing? But, uh, yeah, I, uh, rather than being silly and ridiculous and talking about Nazis and aliens and Star Wars, I, uh, just wanted to tell you thank you for everything you've done for our show without Alex, our show, The Whatcast which can be found at thewhatcasters.com. Uh, our show never would have existed if it wasn't for you encouraging Mateo and offering us the support that you've done and, you know, help with all the things that you've helped with. And you were actually our first guest on the show, which was kind of a big deal for us. And, and uh, I hadn't even spoken with you at that point when you were on. And, uh, Look at us now, over a year later. Stuff. Awesome. So, yeah, um, hopefully your show is a success and uh, you don't have to do a filler episode because people are assholes and did not call slash write in. Um, so for any of you listeners that are hearing this that did not call and or write, you're a fucking asshole, and uh, I hope you feel really bad about it. Well, anyway, hopefully this show has been good, and uh, now I'm just rambling. So, yeah, good luck. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Mike from the Whatcast, for calling in. You asked how I'm doing. I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. Um, I would like to say, uh, no, I don't believe that my listeners are assholes for not responding. I think they're apathetic bags of human garbage, but they're not assholes. I love each and every one of you apathetic bags of human garbage. Although you essentially are, to me, cancerous tumors that were removed and put into bio, uh, bio waste bags that were, that were somehow punctured and then dripped uh, through sewage, um, I still love you. Anyway, no, of course I'm kidding. I love all of you. I'm not a person that participates in things, so I totally get it. Um, do not mistake my begging for uh, uh, content from you guys to mean that I'm, I'm upset with your lack of it. It's just, it's, uh, well, frankly, I do a show by myself and I have to produce and record and then edit it. And well, it's kind of helpful when people call in, like I just wasted two minutes right there. It's 58 minutes left of the show. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you very much for Mike for calling in. 
your unique and incredibly speedy delivery is always welcome on the Alex cast. <laughs> that was me being completely facetious because I think you may have had a little bit of pot. So speaking of not that, let us read one that was written in. Uh, I don't know which one I want to read. Um, oh yeah, and by the way, um, um, Mike and Mateo, I'm very glad that you guys started the show, you know, from a bit of my uh, influence. I think it's been a fun thing, you know, it's, it's you kind of got a weird connection to the paranormal world. So it did kind of back influence my show a little bit. So, yeah, I am, I am very happy that uh, Mateo and one of the Sample Brothers came on my show, which is really embarrassing that I can't think of which one. Is it Drew Sample? Yeah, it was Drew Sample. Yeah, because Wes I only talked to on his show. So anyway, that was fun, and I'm glad it worked out. Um, this is from somebody that I met, I think theoretically met through the Whatcast. I think that's the way it worked. Either way. But our friend and yours, Martin J. Clemens, who can be found on Twitter at 14 writer, like a writer who writes in the 14 subjects, Fort being Charles Ford, who studied strange phenomena. Look, if you don't know who Charles Ford is at this point after listening to this show, I'm not saying you should go away, but like, I don't think you should really be expecting me to explain that to you. Um, I need at some point for you guys to catch up with me just a little bit. Uh, I'm not asking you to understand quantum theory because I don't, but like, I'm not saying you should read Charles Ford even, but just, just the Wikipedia entry. Just, hey, look, here's a guy that kind of looked like Teddy Roosevelt. He studied raining frogs in the 1800s at some point. And then you know what a Fordian is. And also, you'll notice that my wizard-like ability on a microphone, just in the guise of chastising you for not knowing who he was and that I'm not going to tell you, actually told you all the information you need to know. That, my friend, is called broadcasting. So, at 14 writer, that being Martin, you can find him at... Ooh, I wish I hadn't said that. ParanormalPeopleOnline.com I'm reasonably sure of that. But he's a really good writer. Uh, I mean that. He's a wonderful man. If not for his horrific spelling, where he keeps throwing these extraneous U's at the end of words. I mean, like, he spells honor with a U at the end. I mean, the fuck is that? I mean, you're supposed to know how to write. I mean, writer is in your name, for the love of fuck. Ugh. And you're calling an elevator a lift? I mean, you sound like half an asshole, to tell the truth. But anyway, um, this is for Martin. So I think you guys may pick up on the fact I'm just mocking him for being from Canada. Um, I had to explain that because I used the lift thing, and then I realized I don't think Canada calls it a lift. I think they call it an elevator. So, well, allons-y. Dear Dark Lord, please accept the following as my submission for the listener's special show. I had attempted to write a song in your honor, but the cat wouldn't hold the tuba, so this is what you get. Alex Bolin, how do I love thee? Let me count the ways. Alex has been at the center of a plot to dethrone me and take over all of my business interests. He has compared me to the Nazis, and has even introduced me as Joseph Goebbels on more than one occasion. He has a cult following, which is to say that he leads a cult, to which I have been continually denied membership. I can only assume that they have better cookies than is rumored. I have been a fan of the Alex cast since I first heard the crooning voice rambling on about something related to, well, it could have been anything. But that was long ago, and I don't recall at the moment. The Alex Cast Show has influenced my own work, in that I often find tidbits of information and threads of mystery in the podcast, which I then turn into articles for my own website. Alex has written a post on my website, which was popular, and I hope he offers a repeat performance in the future. Then there was the time he tried to brainwash me by tricking me into reading a book about an office in the woods and a man named John the Younger, as well as little plastic dinosaurs, birds falling from the sky, and a house made entirely of imaginary doors. 
I'm better for the experience, both because it was an entertaining read, and because now I know how he plans to take over the world. I've got my eyes on you, Alex. Well, thank you very much for the very kind letter, Martin. That was very sweet of you. Uh, if you go to paranormalpeopleonline.com, Martin actually wrote a very good review of Periphery, the novel that I wrote, which can be found on Amazon.com. It's Periphery by Alex Bolin. Always spell Alex with two X's, because, well, that's the way I spell my name. Uh, yes, and I wrote an article for his website that was comparing computer language to chaos magic, if I recall correctly, which hopefully I do, because I did, in fact, write the article. Uh, yeah, Martin has been a very good influence on me since we met, and I'm quite thankful for his his inclusion in my life. That humble, humble Canadian man who, inexplicably, I believe to be, I mean, I suppose he'd have to be about a 120-year-old German who, who was responsible for millions of deaths. I'm not sure how the, um, how that association happened. I know it happened on my show, but I don't remember my show that well because I don't have very high self-esteem. And if I remembered the show, I'd remember some of the horrible things I say, like comparing one of my friends to one of the worst monsters that's ever existed. If I just keep forgetting, people will think, oh, look at Alex, he's just being adorable and forgetting things. And that's the way I like to live. So thank you, Martin J. Clemens. That was a very nice thing that you wrote. And for that, I shall doff my cap. I think there's something else I want to respond to in here. Um, podcast, Nazis, find his own work. Oh, no, I just want to make sure to tell you about his website. So I did, paranormalpeopleonline.com. Let us play this. This is from somebody called, and these are, um, I got two people, well, three people, four people that sort of, well, three that wrote in and blah, 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 that I don't know at all. Um, most of the other people I know just from the show, but, um, this is from somebody called Shannon and she wrote in and said, hi, Alex, I found out about your show via Twitter. Uh, I saw your call for submissions yesterday and I thought I'd send this very short story I wrote this summer. Thank you for the opportunity, uh, from Shannon and you can find her at you can do what you think.com. I've never been to you can do what you think.com. No offense, Shannon. I just, I didn't actually read or listen to any of this before the show. I wanted to kind of be. I just wanted to react to it naturally. So um, if that's like some weird, horrible website that this is like some kind of trick thing and you're going to either see uh, Rick Astley or videos from the 80s or uh, child porn, I, you know, I don't know. But I'm, I'm reasonably sure it's probably a delightful website full of this young woman's writings. But I generally will never give you a website that I've never been to before. So caution. Thy name be Alex Lesnar. So. This is from Shannon Emerson. Let us listen. They'd both spent the entire party in the kitchen, but they were never alone. There was always somebody coming in for something and staying to catch up. This particular group of friends only got together once or twice a year anymore. They all lived in the same city, but it seemed that life and kids had taken up more and more space over the years. Fewer people had time or energy for a Friday night gathering just because. When they were all new parents, they'd talk about the day they could go out without needing to call, chit-chat with, and ultimately pay a babysitter. It was the holy grail. The big payoff for all those years in the trenches following two-year-olds around at parties or getting a little too drunk and talking a little too loudly about what their spouse lacked. The future was supposed to offer freedom and a return to the good times. But everyone was busy now and exhausted and didn't really want to be invited to parties because they'd just have to say no again anyway. Finally, the kitchen crowd had whittled down to them and the hostess. 
They kept looking at each other as the hostess went on about how she'd had the entire party catered by the Mexican restaurant in her neighborhood, and could they believe how good it was? They said they couldn't. He suggested she better get back to the party now that she'd freshened her margarita. The hostess laughed as though she'd made a joke. She gave them a look and turned to leave. Now they were alone. She was leaning up against the counter by the sink. He moved toward her and put his hand on her waist. He looked in the direction the hostess had gone, then leaned in to kiss her. Not here, she said. Where, he asked, his face close to hers. The garage. He knew where the key was and quickly had it in his hands. She was smiling in the darkness as she led them down the short driveway toward the garage. Hello, Alex. Thought I'd chime in and add a little bit. Hey, look, the, uh, apparently that doesn't um, um, do anything. I'm a little thrown here, Shannon. One, um, I like where you're going with there. Uh, two, uh, you do have a nice reading voice. I was trying to figure out where your accent comes from, and, and I couldn't put my finger on it. So I'm just going to guess... Uh, Cleveland. And me not show prepping. Does your file really end right there? Because that seemed odd. I mean, unless I'm, unless I'm missing the point, I'm going to re-download that to find out something here. Because I feel like that was a rather sudden ending. And if that's how you wanted it, no offense. Let's see if I open it here. Apologize, listening audiences. No, 148 and the other the one. Well, Shannon, I'm sorry, but the file reads 148. If that is not your desired ending, I apologize. Um, you said you listen to the show, so you know that I don't show prep. So, whoops. So it goes. If you send me it again, I would gladly play it another time, because let's face it, I need content. But I do appreciate the submission. Um, your writing style reminds me of, and this is a high compliment, even though I can't remember the author's name, but I think it's Flannery O'Connor. Um who wrote the short story about the um, peacocks that live in that person's yard while they're having a dinner party and they're walking past the peacocks and they keep attacking. Um, any literary people that, that um, are listening, if you could tell me what the fuck I'm thinking of, I think it's Flannery Connor. But um, I also don't really know anything about literature, even though I have a degree technically in it. So my mistake. But thank you, Shannon. Um, find me on uh, Twitter if you'd like, and we can. Um, I will remedy the situation at the AlexCast. I don't know if you follow me on Twitter or, or if you're on Twitter. Frankly, I don't know anything about you, which is which is interesting. I mean, you. I mean, you. for all I know, you could be from Cleveland. I don't know. You could be from up upstate New York. I have no idea. Just outside of Utica, for all I know. No idea. No idea at all. Well, Let's see, we have... Oh, you know what, since we started to play that there, let us play a voice that is familiar to some of the uh, the Alex Cast listening audience. Our friend and yours, Mr. Eden Penketh, which I'm sure I mispronounced your last name, sorry, but I have a thick, dumb American tongue. And, well, you're the only person I've ever known with that last name. I'm pretty sure it pronounced Eden right, because, well, let's face it, we both know that I'm a a really, really good Christian. And I know that the world was created... 6,000 years ago, somewhere in the middle of the Sumerian Empire's rise, which I don't really know how it could be in the middle, but I assure you, the Bible tells me so, so that's the way it works. Um, and I know that it's uh, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, frankly. So <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm sorry for being an idiot. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to play this from Eden, who, uh, yes, Eden, hi, uh, at Monkey Magic Eden on Twitter. 
Hello, Alex. Thought I'd chime in and add a little bit of content for your uh, listener special. It's Eden, English guy who's been on this podcast a couple of times in the past, and I've been listening for quite some time. Um, just going off the back of the questions that you pose where you're asking for input on this front, I honestly can't remember how I got connected to you in the first place. I, I wager it was Death Squad, that it was as simple as somebody putting both of our Twitter handles up me looking at yours and going, oh, he does a podcast, listening to it and thinking to myself, damn, this is actually really interesting. And it's coming from an angle that I not really had in my life, shall we say. A lot of the ideas and concepts and uh, the things that you talk about on the show are really, to be perfectly honest, in my experience, the people that I've known have completely denigrated and ignored uh, a great deal of the spiritual weird abstract kind of concepts that you throw out and uh, play around with and I find that very interesting it's something that I've taken a lot from and uh, I, I won't say that I've had my mind blown wide open but I've certainly had a lot of pause for thought uh, with regard to Gnosticism, Tarot, all of these kinds of esoteric things that as I say they're widely dismissed as just being guff and I like the way that you managed to be quite reasonable and rational whilst at the same time indulging the ideas. And that's something that, again, that's that's just not out there in the world enough, I don't think. I think that there are a lot of people scared of playing around with those kinds of concepts for fear of having the finger pointed at them and being told, you're a paranoid, you're a magical thinker, or you're, you're into ridiculous pseudo-religious practices, and as such, you're to be dismissed as a complete nutball. And the more that I've listened, the more that I've taken on, the less that I've found myself having those kinds of thoughts. Because, like, full disclosure, having grown up in those kinds of circumstances, it's hard not to have a certain degree of indoctrination and knee-jerk reaction when it comes to that kind of thing. I can certainly uh, think to a point a couple of years back where if somebody had said to me, let's talk about the meaning of tarot cards, I would have said to you, wow, that's really fucking pointless. I've got zero interest in that. Let's talk about psychology and sociology and be done with it. Whereas these days I can see a, I don't know, there's, there's a broader context and reason to want to appreciate a lot of these things. When you look back through history and the, uh, the effects on, on the societies and the individuals within those societies, the people that interacted with them, when you're dealing with the likes of Aleister Crowley, that kind of thing, there, there's a genuine reason to take an interest in the, the thematic aspect of what they talked about, the, the broader implications of that, and the, what they intended when they discussed things in mystical terms, and, that, and how that affects the, the psyche, individuals, that kind of thing. And for that, thank you. Um, I mean, I don't want to gush too much, and I don't want to swell your ego by uh, saying that this is... I don't know, the, the greatest podcast on earth or anything like that. I, I think you've probably got enough of a, uh, a reason within you to be able to see that. And I don't know. I, I'm tying myself up in not trying not to be too nice, but ultimately I don't see any reason not to be. Thank you very much, Alex. I've enjoyed the podcast. I hope that I get a chance to go on it again and um, that you continue to do what you do. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Eden. Uh, yeah, Eden was one of the kind of early Death Squad crossover podcasts that I stumbled into quite a while ago. So yeah, he's been in the show a couple times. 
uh, which you guys should listen to if you like hearing me know absolutely fuck all about Europe uh, and England, and really anything. And really, it's just more me asking him idiotic questions about words, that if someone asked me the same questions about the American version, I would have no fucking idea. But, well, because I'm American, and he's got an English accent, I immediately think he's smarter than me and knows more stuff. It's just based on the television I watched as a kid. Except for Mr. Bean. That guy was a fucking idiot. Though I did like when he pulled the cracker at Christmas and exploded the whole house. That was that was cute. Um, well, I also want to thank Ian. Uh, Ian. Whoa, that was weird. I want to thank Eden uh, for two things. One, he taught me the word gormless, which um, I never heard that word before. I guess it's like an English thing. But I like gormless a lot. And dismissed as guff, which I mean, I think we say guff in America, but I think we use it differently. Like, I think we say t talking guff? Is that a phrase? Anyway, the idea is, I like that very much, because I am a wordy nerd. So I think I've just basically gotten myself a little English boy to tell me fun words. So, <laughs> well done, Ian. I called you Ian again. I'm sorry. Um, I'm looking at a piece of paper with the word Ian on it, and it's really fucking me up. I, I will stare forward to finish this. Though, staring forward, I may refer to you as vibrating dildo kit. Um, yes, so that was Eden, and thank you very much, at Monkey Magic Eden. These are things that I can do. Podcast things. Okay, so that was a bunch of stuff that was other people talking, let's have me talk more, because I'm an egotistical son of a bitch. Ah, this one has no audio attached. But it's from a friend of the show, and it's a very sweet letter, and I like it very much. So this is from Brett. Uh, you may know him as at uh, Altered One on Twitter, because he has called in, not called in, but maybe he has called in before. I think he has. But I've mentioned a bunch of times he's given questions and all sorts of goodness to the show. So he writes, Dearest Alex, I found your show because one of my weird friends, uh, his weird friend's name that I'm not sure if I'm supposed to read out loud, somehow posted a quote from Periphery on Facebook without knowing you or reading the book, like six months ago. This guy loves paranormal stuff. He believes in every conspiracy. I love him for that. Thankfully, there are people who truly believe there are Atlantean pyramids secretly that exist secretly beneath the waves right under the Bermuda Triangle. So I, of course, read Periphery. Loved it. Backtrack. I previously read a book about synchronicity by Dr. Kirby. Surprise and contacted him on Twitter. He responded. For the first time, I realized Twitter is kind of cool. Four-track. I decide to look up Alex Bolin on Twitter. He responds. In a delightful moment of clarity, synchronicity, magic, and mayhem, I found out that there really are other people out there on my wavelength. All the people I found after that, especially you, Alex, inspire me to revisit my own ideas and creativity after a very long spot where I did nothing but work and experience the mundane. Once again, the highest of fives to you, sir. Regards, Brett, a.k.a. The Altered One. Well, thank you very much, Brett. That was a very sweet letter. I enjoyed it muchly. Um, yeah, I, I, this is one of those kind of weird, um, backstories that I'm never going to know, which kind of sucks is I would love to know how, how your friend Cody, which I won't give his last name because I'm sure, not I'm sure, but I, I think it'd be safe not to. How the hell did Cody post a quote from Periphery? It's just such a weird, such a weird overlap. Um. It's, you know, it's it's just that's the nature of things, I suppose. If you knew all the, um, you know, if you knew all the what happened behind in the kitchen, you would never eat at a restaurant, you know. So I suppose um, to 
to know the workings uh, that made Cody post something would be to know the workings of God, and then you would never want to eat at this restaurant. Which I'm, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what that means. But let's just go back and say thank you very much, Brett. Continuing our call-in thing, which if you guys ever want to call in the show, it's 503-468-6959, and you can leave a voicemail in upwards of three minutes. So now, without further ado, let us listen to the other half of the WhatCast, uh, Mr. Mateo. Hey, Alex, it's Mateo. I had a quick question for you. I took my kids to the county fair, and we came across a merchant who was selling nothing but stones, uh, rings, necklaces, bracelets, all that stuff like that. I know you're quite knowledgeable and do a lot of stonework yourself. I was wondering if you can give me some idea of what some basic stones energies provide, like what types of energy they provide, like turquoise and fluoride and tiger's eye and stuff like that. And if so, is there any stones that cast like a bad energy, or is there certain stones we should stay away from? Um, that's pretty much it. I almost found myself hesitant on buying my kids certain stones because I wasn't sure, you know, what type of energy they had and stuff like that, but... Yeah, if you can go over some basic stones and what energies they provide, and again, if there's any bad ones. Cool, buddy. Thank you. Well, thank you, Mateo. Lovely. Um, yeah, I have, I'm kind of recent, recently into this whole stones and crystal thing. And when I say into, I actually, I'm immediately, um, I'm immediately thrown off by, by saying that, because I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I'm convinced. I think, I think at times I feel like some kind of operant principle happening with stones. Like I've worn malas, you know, those um, prayer bead uh, bracelets. Um, you know, you've seen like Tibetan prayer beads. I, I wear malas of them, of various stones and wood and whatever. And I swear at times I do feel like some form of energy operating there. And I hate to use the word energy. I wish I could have another one. But unfortunately, it's, it's the word that I have to use and it makes me feel kind of creepy. It makes me feel like the type of person that would say namaste to end a podcast, which I would never want to be that type of person. So, yeah, I've never actually heard of stones that have an immediately negative connotation, like they carry like bad vibes. But there are stones that um, will absorb negative content and you you have to cleanse them every now and again. Um, I can't actually rattle off any because, again, I'm really new to the crystal kind of stone things. I know if you're actually thinking about, like, getting into it or buying something safer, kid, like quartz or anything like that, like a clear quartz especially, the idea is that you're resonating with it. So it's kind of, it shows up clean, and then you kind of bring the energy to the stone. So, I mean, I think that'd be pretty safe. Uh, the thing I use a lot is black tourmaline, which it's supposed to kind of, it's kind of like protection slash clearing bad vibes. And... It's good for, you know, kind of sprinkling around your house and kind of cleansing the place a little bit. Cleansing is the wrong word. Real crystal people will laugh at me for using that, that crass of terminology. But I'm not a real crystal person. But no, I don't think you really have much to worry about that. Um, I know there's some stones that if you're really, um, if you're really sensitive to stuff, they can kind of freak you out. Like I got um, Moldavite. Uh, I think it's Moldavite. I forget the name. But it's, it's essentially space glass. It's... Um, glass that was formed from impacts of meteorites on the earth and then the glass the sand that it hits becomes uh crystallized so it's it's this cool kind of natural glassy weird things and um when i first got that i like that night i kind of had like a bit of a freak out like i kind of got like a bit overwhelmed by it or, or maybe it just happened to have a freak out that night i am somebody that's completely fucking emotionally retarded at times so 
let's face it, it's possible this was just coincidence, but it was just weird because like, um, you know, it's, it says it there that you can kind of, it can, that can be like a side effect if you're sensitive to stuff. And I am kind of sensitive to certain things. Um, um, you know, like if I'm in a house that's AKA haunt, AKA, that's not it. What I mean, uh, with a house that's supposedly haunted or something I do, I tend to pick up like that kind of bad vibe that people say is there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I can't really give you more than that. Sorry. I, I, I mean, essentially, as far as I know, there's no like bad vibe crystals or bad vibe stones that like immediately bring that to you. But it's, I mean, it's possible that there are, there could be some, but I, I would imagine, let me word it this way, that it would be a really stupid thing to sell at a fair, you know, like at a fair, if you're going to have like a deep fried Twinkie, I get that, but you're not going to have deep fried in carbolic acid or, um, you know, or like some kind of like, uh, hey, let's have strychnine uh, dipped in in powdered sugar. Like it just wouldn't make a lot of sense. So I assume as far as uh, the people at a at a at a fair, you're pretty safe. So, but I know like um, I think you said I think you said turquoise. I know is is a good one. That's supposed to be all positive energy. Um, jade is supposed to be all good. That's like lucky slash money gathering. Um, as I said earlier, quartz is good. I mean, there's a bunch, I mean, there's a bunch of, uh, I know, uh, rose quartz is supposed to be good for like opening your heart. Um, this, I, I mean, basically you just got to go, like, just go to any, uh, website that talks about crystals and then, and then kind of get really embarrassed after you read a bit and then come back after a few months, get embarrassed again, and then wait a few years and then eventually change your name to Alex and live in a basement apartment and start buying crystals. I mean, this is probably not a universal thing that happens to everybody. You know, mostly because the whole, your name isn't Alex and you don't live in a basement, you know, apartment and, you know, really just none of that was all that. I'm going to stop talking now. Hey, let's play another voicemail. This was fun. You guys might recognize this voice. Hey, Alex, it's Natalie. Um, I've been on your show three times and I just wanted to say how much I enjoy listening and how much fun I had being your guest. I hope you have me back soon because, my life is depressing, and I would love to have a little bit of joy, which would be coming on your podcast. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye. Well, thank you very much, Natalie. Sorry, I don't allow depressed people into my um, my studio. Sorry. Um, it's actually kind of insulting you would ask. Uh, I mean, if there's one thing everybody knows about the Alex cast is that I am a pure being of joy and love, and that I've never felt a negative emotion ever. I am, to go back to Mateo's question, I would be like a crystal of pure, unadulterated health and well-being. I would be like a health and well-being stone that you could keep me in your pocket, and I would cure your mental state of any kind of depression or anxiety. And that's that's where I'm coming from. So I don't know about having a depressed person on the show. But uh, no, Natalie, it's been a, uh, a wonderful experience meeting you uh, through the random Twitterness. Again, I have no fucking idea how the hell we ended up meeting, but glad it happened. You've been a fun addition to the show and a fun addition to the, uh, what I'll loosely refer to as my social life, because, well, let's face it, that's really not, like, I mean, to call me having a social life is, it's, it's like saying, like, the thought life of plants. Like, I know people like to pretend, but, I mean, let's just face it, it's just not real. Uh... <laughs> That was a fucking really weird reference. Um, if you guys are really up to date on modern research of uh, the thought processes behind plants, trust me, that was a hilarious joke. I mean, there's like seven people at MIT just rolling in the aisles right now because they listen in a movie theater that has aisles because that's, that's how things happen. 
you know, guys, um, I, uh, I used to talk about this a lot. I was never meant to host a show by myself. I really need some help. So speaking about help, I will, um, move on to something else. What do we want to do now? Um, I have a few more, right? Well, yeah, let's do this. So, uh, this is a fellow called Jack Miller and I hope his name's Jack. Yeah, it is. Cause it says J on the top of this letter. Jack Miller, uh, wrote this to me. Hey, Alex, I learned about your podcast on Twitter and I love what you're doing. I've attached a submission for your listener show. I'm the co-host of a monthly internet radio broadcast, White Tiger Radio, based right here in Portland. We do all kinds of different stuff, including listener-submitted stories and songs and live comedy shows. Check it out if you have time between tower readings. And, uh, oh, oh, I get it. So these people tag-teamed me that Shannon and this guy are from the same place. So he's from youcandowhatyouthink.com slash WTR. Now, Shannon was from there as well, right? You can do what you think.com. Oh, so this is like a collective. No wonder they hit me up in the same day. I get it. I get it now. Guys, it's all coming together. Well, Jack sent a, um, an MP3 along and I'm going to play it here. Uh, it is four minutes long and we're going to play that, but I would like to say Jack and Shannon, you know, if you guys have like some kind of fun collective, how about you invite your old friend Alex on? I mean, I'm sitting here plugging you guys away alone in my basement apartment. And you guys are all having fun and you can do what you think.com. I'm just on poor old alexcast.com. I can't do what I think. I can't even think what I do. None of these words make sense. Hey, why don't we play this thing? It's called the Rib Winner. July 4th, 2013. I knew winning the rib cook-off would change the way I was perceived back in my wife's hometown. What I didn't know was how. <laughs> I thought it was funny as shit. All those macho hillbillies having to watch him walk away with that trophy. Yeah, some of us were pretty stunned. City boy like that winning the cook-off. Hell yeah, that was me protesting. First, he didn't just cook them in one way. I think he boiled them, and he baked them, and then he grilled them. And that's just too many ways. I thought maybe I'd finally gain some respect from the hillbillies. B... The meat he used from a butcher. That's better than all the rest of us had. I don't think that's fair. Yeah, we could have all gone there and got our meat, but he did that. The guys who came in second and third, they all got their meat at the same butcher shop. The rest of us, we got our meat where we usually do, down at the Walmart. But I guess some people took it kind of hard. It hit him pretty hard, though. It was pretty hard on us. His wife was one of the judges. <laughs> we went back that Thanksgiving, it kind of felt like the dust had settled and people were starting to really accept me. How long are you guys in town for? Uh, till Wednesday. It's a nice long trip. Deer season starts Monday. You want to go hunting? Yeah. Yeah, sure, I guess. I don't have a gun, though. <laughs> That's cool. We got guns. Now, I'd never been hunting before, but I'm pretty good with guns, and I figured I'd made a kind of a breakthrough by winning the rib cook-off. Getting invited to go out on opening day of deer season seemed like maybe I was being let into the brotherhood. Or at least, given a real chance to prove myself a man. Oh, 
When I was a little boy At the age of five I had some in my pocket Keep a lot of folks alive Hunting is a lot of slow, quiet walking in the woods until you spot something and can take a shot. Hey guys, don't shoot, it's me! I think you know who he is. Suddenly, I realized that I hadn't been invited hunting because I'd been accepted, or even because I was being given a test that I could pass and enter the Brotherhood. I was supposed to have a hunting accident, one that I wouldn't survive. I've read The Island of Dr. Moreau, even if they haven't, and I know how this has to go. I need to circle back around the pond, then I'll have them. Thank you very much, Jack Miller from youcandowhatyouthink.com slash WTR. I'm glad you won ribs. I think that is a wonderful thing to win. Um, it's not really true because I'm a vegetarian and, well, frankly, I find your choice of eating and winning material to be immoral and disgusting. And, well, frankly, I feel like I'm better than you now. But, you know, if you ever want to have me on the show, you know, just get in touch. You know how to find me. <laughs> Uh, the gentle, gentle emotional state that is the Alex cast, where all people are treated well, and it's kind of stupid that I wonder why no one ever wants to write it. Come, write it to the Alex cast. Be berated by someone that inexplicably feels like he can mock his audience constantly and then have them still come back. This has really been a catharsis this episode, and I, I thank everybody involved because, eh, I think I figured something out here is I'm the problem. And, um, well, frankly, somehow I'm still blaming you guys because someone should have told me that before. You apathetic bags of human garbage. <laughs> I don't know why that line is. It's from um, Kids in the Hall. There's a sketch where Bruce McCullough has an open letter to the guy who stole his bicycle, and he calls him, uh, you apathetic bags of human garbage or something like that. No, you bags of human apathy. That's it. And it made me laugh a lot when I was... 13 years old. So somehow, in my 20 years distance from that time life, I come back and say some weird... Shut up, Alex. Moving on. They got another voicemail. This is from a man who he himself does a show, a brand new show, on WFDU.com, though it might be .fm. .fm. Yeah, WFTU.fm. He actually plugged the Alexcast on his show on a real-life college radio station. So, if you've guessed already, that's pretty impressive. But, because the last time he was on the show, he didn't have this. So, this is Mr. Sean McGann, author of Things Falling Apart, something like that. I forget the name of his book. But, he's been on the show a bunch of times. His book's good. It's not, you know, 
nothing nothing against the writing. It's just I haven't looked at the cover in a while. So there it is. So sorry. I don't know why you're sitting there judging me with your your keen Irish eyes. Red hair. Sign of the devil is what I say. So anyway, Sean called. Hello, Alex Cast. This is uh, Sean McGann calling from New Jersey. Um, I understand you're doing a listener special, so I just wanted to chime in and say uh, quite sincerely that, um, well, I don't know what exactly what you were looking for. If you were looking for compliments or just, or just uh, you know, funny uh, stories about the Alex Cast and things that happened, but I'd like to quite sincerely say that... Uh, I found the Alice Cats very therapeutic when I was going through a very rotten time in my life. And uh, and I know that I wasn't actually in touch with Alex all that much during, before that time, uh, maybe a little bit here and there to talk about writing and stuff. But uh, I found it to be very therapeutic. I said that word already. but And I was it was a lot of fun to be able to talk to him on the, on, uh, on the show and vent a lot of things that uh, in public that I probably should have kept to myself. And, uh, you know, but now it's out there on the Internet forever. But to be honest with you, it was very liberating, and it made me feel like I was kind of uh, doing something, and it kind of pulled me out of a funk, and I'm very appreciative for that. And, uh, you know, and I think, you know, it's a very insane achievement that you've been able to do this for as long as you have, Alex, on a consistent basis. And I know you like to tear yourself down a little bit sometimes on the air, but who the hell is doing this many podcasts? Nobody. Nobody I know. So, uh, I mean, I, you know, so I, I think you should be very proud of how far you've come with it. And, you know, and, and the book, you wrote a book in between all this. So, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I think you did. I, I'm assuming that's what you're plugging most of the time on Facebook. But uh, I think you're doing great with this, and I sincerely, uh, I think it's a really great thing, and I'm very uh, happy that I got to be a part of it, and I hope to be a part of it uh, in the future. And uh, to all the Alex Cast listeners out there, uh, if you ever get tired of listening to a self-effacing, self-loathing, uh, miserable shitbag, uh, the Sean McGann Thursday Night Show is on every Thursday night, 6 to 10, at WFDU.FM. And uh, you can find that in the show archives on the page as well. Uh, you know, we just have a lot of fun. I tell stories about what I think uh, about the Karate Kid, and we play some music, have a few laughs. It's a wonderful time. Uh, so there's that, too. But uh, congratulations, Alex, and I hope everything's good with you. Thanks for being a pal, buddy. Friend. That's it. Bye. Well, thank you, Sean, from the Thursday Night Show at WFDU.FM. If I may just say to you that you're the best around, and nothing's ever going to keep you down because you're the best around. And that's all the lyrics to that song that I remember, which I believe is from the original Karate Kid. It may be from Karate Kid 2. Um, though I think we all know the song I'm ending this episode on. Now, let's all wait with bated breath to find out if I'm actually, one, lazy and not, don't feel like doing it, or two, completely forget. Um, as in, every single time I say I'll put a picture of that on the show notes page, and nine times out of ten, I don't actually put the picture of aforementioned object on the show notes page. Again, I'm starting to understand why this show is languishing. Sean brings up a fun point, and something I, I kind of 
touched upon, and I have touched upon in the past in the show, but uh, being therapeutic. Uh, it does mean quite a lot to me when people say that. Uh, it's kind of a common thing. It's part of the reason why I keep being, you know, open with being a kind of emotionally interesting person is because there's a lot of people that that speaks to, and I think that's pretty goddamn swell. And I think when they say, you know, uh, you know, however you treat the lowest of you is, you know, uh, is how you treat me because I'm comparing myself to Jesus, um, is that, uh, I, I don't know, I suppose it's just, you know, if you treat yourself as the lowest and you allow other people to kind of communicate with that, this doesn't really make a lot of sense. I'll, I'll admit it to you. But what I'm saying is it means a lot when people get in contact and say, I was in some way helpful on something more than, oh, hey, uh, I learned about some Atlantis myth from you or, um, you know, your, your thoughts on one tarot card or another were interesting or, um, you know, do you really think that Alistair Overeem is fighting in a weight class that's well above where he should, and he should probably be fighting at 185? Which, by the way, I think is true. Thank you for not asking that. But, I mean, come on, he's way too small to be fighting heavyweight. It's 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 insane. And, you know, he's got a weak head at this point. Fight at 185. Anyway. Uh, no, it does mean a lot when people write in and say that uh, I have some kind of therapeutic effect. I think it's good. It helps me out a lot. It makes me feel on a kind of inarguable level, because obviously I'm down on myself, but um, it's very difficult to, to argue when someone on their own accord says, like, hey, you were helpful. It, I can't write that off. It's not like, oh, it's fishing for a compliment. Although, on most episodes, I do kind of, it's really just all one giant, long, desperate cry for help, so hey, I did find a way to, to you know, put that to the side and not actually take anything complimentary. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> um, yes. So go to uh, WFTU.FM. Uh, Sean's show is the Thursday night show, and I listened to the last one. It was very good. I had it on in the background whilst I was trying to write, and it was fun. He did, in fact, talk about the Karate Kid. He did, in fact, stumble out an Alex Cast plug, which I found terribly amusing, and he played a bunch of good songs, which I was quite happy with. Um, I actually wrote one down. Oh, he played a song by Lovage, which I wrote down because I wanted to tell my um, lady friend to listen to, because I think it is a song that she would enjoy. So, well done, Sean McGann for that. Let us look to see if there's anything else. I know there's two more things. Oh. Um. At Isaac. E-I-Y-Z-H-E-K. Isaac. Ask me. Tell me all your thoughts on God. Because I'd really like to meet her. Well, Isaac. I like that song. I remember it from the 90s. I don't remember who sang it. Um, I don't really remember any of the lyrics other than those, but if I were lazier, I'd say I'm going to end the episode with that song. But we both know it's not going to happen. And if you want me to finish the statement, please rewind about two minutes, because it's the same joke over and over again. It's, it's intense, confused philosophies overlaid with dick jokes. The Alex cast. Welcome. Welcome and bienvenue. Please, try the cheese. Um... I don't think I've said it today, but go to alexcast.com, Alex spelled with two X's. That's where you find all my stuff. Um, the book that has been referenced, uh, there's links to it there. It is super cheap on Amazon if you have like a uh, Kindle or like ebook edition. It's like two, three bucks or something. And yeah, it's a good book. People keep saying it. Uh, when uh, eventually it started catching fire and then um, I start the cult, the apocalypse, uh, as, as has been referenced, you can say that you were the first of the people that were around. You were the first of many. You were the best of many. You were, you were the apostles. You were the twelve that followed me when no one else would. 
you were there when I was alone on the shores of Galilee. And we had to take that boat. And there was a storm. And, well, I don't really remember the rest. Because I tell you the truth, I haven't read the Bible in a while. But something about a thing. And then, like, Peter tried to... You know, Thomas was like, hey, you can't walk on water. And then he's like, no, I can. And then he fell. And then there's a whale, I think, or something. Something to do with Leviathan. I don't remember why I started talking about that. Oh, yeah, the apocalypse is coming soon. Blah, 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 blah. Messianic complex. Blah, 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 blah. So, let us read another uh, email. The last of the ones uh, that are not from uh, other people. That didn't make any sense. Hi, Alex. I read that weird. Let me restart that. Hi, Alex. I found you from Hireside Chats. Your show is the best. In parenthesis, THC not counting. You're so happy to be yourself. It makes it better for us other strange people. No offense. You won't take it as offense for sure. More shows from you, sir. I liked your book, too. Tilde, tilde, Danny with an I. Uh, in what I believe to be a postscript, because it is post the script, bring back your girlfriend, in parenthesis, question mark, more, more parenthesis, the one from the the one on the couch from Tara's and parenthesis. Your voice is different, parenthesis, good when she's on. Obviously that, that parenthesis ended as well. I can hear you like her. Exclamation point. The number eight, upward carrot, capital D. Oh I get it. If I turn the piece of paper sideways, it looks like a man smiling broadly. Huh. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. They they had a way of like kind of showing an emotion in that icon. I should have a word for that. Like some kind of emotional icon, like a, like a, like a, like an icon, a subconscious reference point or a facial feature. Eh, doesn't really flow. Eh, somebody else can figure it out. And I also like that she has a quote, well, not necessarily, no offense, Danny, it's not that I dislike your quote, but she quoted uh, Himura Kenshin, which, so perhaps the distant part of the sky always seems clearest, so that we will always strive to reach it, which, a nice enough quote, but Himura Kenshin is, um, Kenshin from, um, uh, Rurouni Kenshin, the the um, anime, which actually took me until I printed this uh, this um, email out at work today uh, to put that together. I was a fan of that show, um, though I think it went under a different title. Was it? I think there was a different title for the American version. Um, anyway, um, it was a good show. I liked it. Uh, as far as sword version of anime, um, uh, Kenshin uh, Samurai X or whatever the hell they call it, I liked very much. And uh, Berserk was the other one that I liked very much. So, if you guys want to dig on those two, feel free to, because, well, I don't know, I haven't re recommended anime in a while, so, um, we could, you know, just recommend anime together. Oh, that reminds me, I talked about it, I, so I did an appearance on BCX Radio, he did uh, co-host a Geddon, which is a fun idea, it's, uh, I would do it too, but there's only four people that ever want to talk to me, but, uh, he had, like, as many guest hosts in a row on his show, uh, in a... 12-hour period, I guess? I don't know. Anyway, I did an appearance on there, and I ended up being paired with uh, Andy McDonald, who was on the show very recently, so it was fun. And uh, you should listen to that when it comes out. It's not uh, on the website yet. But the reason I bring that up is we briefly mentioned uh, Assault on Arkham, the new DC animated movie, and I very much liked it. There is some flaws to it, but I, it's really a fun ride. It's PG-13, some of the, and I'm not like a violence person, but some of the violence is done in this really kind of, I mean, it's, it's a Harlequin, Harley Quinn and Joker kind of oriented story. So some of the violence is done in this over the top funny way, if, if that makes sense. Like in a, it, God, that sounds like I'm a fucking sociopath, but, um, 
Yeah, it's just done with this kind of comedic effect. Almost like Three Stooges-esque, but, you know, much gorier. But it's animated, so it's not it's not all that weird. But anyway, Assault on Arkham, if you're into into the Batman, especially if you're a Harley Quinn fan, because, well, frankly, if you're a red-blooded American male, you have to be a Harley Quinn fan, because she is probably the greatest human being that's ever walked the earth. And by that, I mean, she's not a real person, and she would kill the fuck out of you. In fact, if that was a real person, we would all run in fear if we even knew she was in the same city as us. But... Thankfully, she is not in the same city as us because she was invented for Batman the Animated Series, which we do not currently live in because, well, frankly, people can't draw that quickly. So, Danny asked me to bring back my girlfriend, question mark, on the show. And I said, well, of course I will. I didn't say that because I didn't write it back. I didn't write anybody back. I said thank you on Twitter, and I'm saying thank you now to you guys. So thank you to everybody that wrote it. But uh, my significant other lady friend type person did write it. And to quickly catch you guys up, and I will not go into details because I never go into details about anything you do with my relationships, because no offense, but I tell you guys about absolutely everything on this show. So I just like to keep some things to myself because it is more fair to her and is more fair to me because, well, frankly, I'll probably say something stupid. And if it's on tape, I can't out-argue it. So the less I say, the less chance it is that I will lose an argument later. It's all really just a long-term plan to keep me not getting punched repeatedly in the face, which is not actually a thing that will happen, but I was trying to make this amusing because, well, frankly, um, I'm talking about something that's emotional, and as we all know, I'm not very good at that. So anyway, uh, I did in fact meet my lady friend through the show, and by that she actually met me through the show, which is what referenced um, previously. And that's all the details I'll give you. But she did write to me to uh, make a little reference. So this is what she wrote, a.k.a. girl on the couch from previous email. Alex, from cross-country strangers to everyday fixtures, our story is one of strange and improbable origin. I first heard your show, your voice, on the Whatcast, episode 14, if you're interested, and thought, who's that prick giving notes on the last show? Thankfully, I believe in second chances. If I may have a, a, an aside here, I was in fact being a prick on the Wattcast in the early ones because I was playing the um, authoritarian, I'm the established podcast guy, so I was went through with corrections to the last show. Anyway, smiley face. Several weeks later, desperate to escape the drudgery of my 9 to 5, I stumbled across an AlexCast retweet, and with an apathetic sigh, gave the podcast a try. Cue music, let the romance begin. Alex, you've finished my life in more ways than I probably recognize. Through you, I found my voice and inner strength to face my demons. Your show, your words, your work, they mean something to me. You have an innate gift to reach people, to see through the bullshit and mine out the gems. Don't ever discredit that. No matter where the future leads, you're tattooed on my heart, and technically also on my body. Never stop creating, never, never stop feeling, and always remember, you have a friend in me. From Sarah, aka the girl on the couch. Well, um, I don't know how to respond to that. Um, thank you. Uh, I mean, obviously, thank you. Uh, huge heaps of amazing large amounts of thank you. Um, obviously, all those sentiments are returned, and we will not do more than that in public. But when speaking in the beginning of the show about the show going on for four years, there are, you know, obviously certain benchmarks and things that have come of it. And I can say that the meeting of that young lady has been by far the largest influence that this thing has done in my life. Um, this show directly led to me publishing two different books. And I can tell you that those are paltry comparisons. Paltry, I say, and throw my head back and laugh in a Paul F. Paul F. Tompkins way. Paltry! Ah! And then I will go into Cake Boss. Because, again, 
me talking about emotions makes things awkward, and I will end it with a joke. But um, sorry, I could not uh, be happier with you writing in. That was very sweet of you. Thank you very much, as I've said previously. So, um, yes, that was a show about my listening audience, and I think it is apropos to have Sarah be the last one on there. And, yes, that is it. I would like you guys to know that um, as much as I bitch, show is important to me. I thank you very much for being a part of it. And the few of you that talk to me, the few that follow, it has been a pleasure. Um, the people I haven't talked to in a while um, and that show back up every now and again through the form of a favorite, uh, thank you. Uh, not to not name names, but I'm thinking of people like Zachary Watha. Like, I do notice when you, when you favorite things every now and again. I'm glad you're still around in some capacity. And there's a whole bunch of other people like that. Uh, the numbers are there. I know you guys are downloading. And I do joke around about that. Everybody downloads and no one listens. But every now and again, I do... Um, I do hear from you, and it does mean a lot. So, uh, sorry to actually show emotions on the show, uh, but, well, it had to happen eventually. I have been a robotic, nearly um, Nazi-esque in my ways the last four years. I've spoken in a monotone and said nothing about my emotions. I've never talked to you about things that I love, and I've certainly never shared my innermost feelings. Obviously, this is all untrue, but uh, honestly and sincerely, I... Uh, I do very much appreciate it. Uh, it has been, uh, this show has helped me a lot. Uh, from the ability to actually not be embarrassed about what I am. Uh, no, I'm not saying it's that's a cure. But I'm certainly far more confident in what what I bring to the world than those first uh, quivering voiced episodes where, uh, where I, I mean, frankly, it's embarrassing. Look, if you look on the iTunes feed, it starts at episode 38 for a reason. Um, and I say episode 38, I have no idea if that's even true. But... I'm rambling again. So if you guys are listening to this, and I know you are because you wouldn't have the ability to respond to me if you weren't listening to this. It's kind of like an ex post facto thing. Um, I want to thank you for listening. It does mean a lot. Uh, I know everybody in the fucking world has a podcast and you can't listen to all of them. So the fact that you sat through this episode and listened to me prattle on, um, yeah, that's cool. And thank you guys that wrote in and sent stuff in. Hey, uh, it really does mean a lot. Everybody that I was joking around about saying horrible things about, I, I mean, like 95% of it's a joke. So, you know, it's, you know, don't take it too much to heart. The other 5% is, I honestly think Martin is a 120-year-old Nazi that escaped uh, to Brazil uh, after the Reich fell and then um, somehow made his way up to Canada and then somehow shed in upwards of 90 years and changed his name and then stopped having the accent. I'm assuming. I've never actually heard him speak. This isn't the best theory ever, but let's face it. His uh, his handle is 40 and writer, so stranger things have happened. Fish have fallen from the sky. So, from all of us here at the Alex Cast, that being me, because that's the entirety of the Alex Cast, uh, to all of you there at home, which consists of pretty much the people that wrote in, uh, I want to say thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for finding the show. And um, thank you very much for finding me. It means an uh, incredible amount. So for for me, uh, to you specifically, uh, thank you. I love you guys. And um, namaste. You're the best around. Nothing's ever going to kill you. Try to be best because you're only a man. And a man's got to learn to take it. Try to believe though the going gets rough. the one and you can have your dream
Stop!